2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pitstop Stop Fracker. I'm your host, Anik, and today we are here to discuss that classic Emiliano Romanga Grand Prix, which served up an Italian treat. I'm joined today by JL, Kunle, Chris, and another debutant to the pod, Nam. How are you guys all keeping? Let me come to you first, Nam. How are you keeping? Welcome to the Pitstop Stop Fracker family. How did you find that race, mate?
3: Thanks. Thanks guys for having me. Um, yeah, no, i I'm keeping well. Um been busy. I've been watching the other the other pods and like a good like a good uh title challenging team. I thought this is the time to come in and I start to really enforce myself onto the pods. So yeah, no, it's good to be here. Um the race was good. I enjoyed it. Um not the best race because he who shall be shall not be named won. um
2: oh, okay but yeah.
3: okay. <laughs> apart from that we're no. here for that <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah that guy won but um the legend himself had a spectacular race in my eyes from what what he had to deal with to where he finished so but yeah i, I guess we're going to speak on that anyway so i don't want to spoil too much
2: yeah, definitely definitely we we're, we we we're going to touch on that definitely and and look we we're, we're going to get into what was definitely an an enthralling race. But I suppose before we get fully stuck into the race itself, we should probably touch on yesterday's qualifying performance and obviously being the second Q3 you could kind of see a pattern or trend starting to form. Hamilton managed to stick it on pole, his 99th pole. Of his career, which was which was fantastic to see. Although we could start to see, you know, Bottas not performing as close to Hamilton as he should be. The Red Bulls, you know, I think it's quite clear to see they're definitely quick now. um, When it comes to the twenty twenty one season, JL, let me come to you on this. How did you see that qualifying performance? What did you make of Bottas? What did you make of the Red Bulls?
0: So in terms of butters, right, I think something needs to be done. I think, I think it's like a mental thing now whereby even though Toto won't see it, everyone knows he's number two, right? And this is a genuine title challenge from Red Bull. So, so you'd just think you're in arguably the sister car but still the best car. You should be able to get it at least, you know, P2, P3 and for whatever reason he just just couldn't um the pace from Verstappen was expected you know before the weekend everyone felt he would be a challenge um it was surprising Perez uh outdid him but as we said that was mainly more down to i think Max um making a mistake on his final run but it definitely does at least for this year show that Mercedes won't be doing one, two every single race. And I think, as we'll talk talk about later in this um this pod, um how critical starts will now be than previous seasons whereby, you know, it didn't really matter if Lewis was first or second, he's gonna win. Now it's I think which is good for the sport, you know, being front row and or being third and on the good side of the track is gonna be important.
2: No, definitely, I fully agree with you there. Um, obviously, personally, I feel Bottas should have done much better in that machine. You know, he qualified eighth, um, and that obviously put the Mercedes as a, a disadvantage when it came to race strategy. But just you know, finalising on 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 the qualifying performance, I'm, I'm going to come to you quickly on this, Kunle. Um, what did you make of Perez? You know, out out qualifying Max, although by by the slightest of margins, did you see something there to show that yeah, look, Perez has a bit of pace in terms of qualifying?
4: Um, not really, to be fair. And for qualifying, I totally expected it to be Max, Lewis, and Bottas. or it was I, I thought it was gonna be any three of that combination because you know, throughout practice. Valtteri was fast as P1, P2. Mm-hmm. And then P3, Max obviously hooked it up on, on, Q, on P1 in, you know, in Praxis 3. So when Perez went P2, he was like, okay, not bad, not bad. But I always thought, I thought his race strategy was going to be compromised based on Q2 because he used the softs for the fastest time in Q2. So he didn't really look comfortable going into Q3 from Q1, Q2. but. Max, you know, he went wide. He made some, he he had some niggles. He had to, he had to save the car, actually, in terms of, according to what it said, you know, he had to like save the car. And so it made, it made sense that Perez out qualified him. But at the end of the day, we know how the race went today. So I guess, no, there's no, that's the point. There's no points on Saturday, right? The points come on Sunday.
2: Yep, 100%. Look, the points come on Sunday. And what we saw tucking, you know, fully tucking into the race itself, you know, like, like an hour before the start, you know, it started raining. We had cars spinning off as they were entering their, their grid position. It, it, it promised to be a fascinating and exciting race. And you know what, lo and behold, it was. Now off the start, we saw for for, the, for those of you who who aren't aware, Verstappen started in P3 um, and he really did hook it up at the start um, there was a bit of controversy that, that that we did discuss before recording this pod, but, you know, he went from free P3 to P1 um, after the first couple of corners, um, to which there was a little collision with Hamilton. Um, although it, it seemed as though the race winner itself was kind of finalised after that, you know, he he managed to get himself into the lead. And, and from there, it seemed as though he had, um, uh, you know, reasonable control of the race. I want to come to you on this um, Chris how did you see those opening opening exchanges between Verstappen and Hamilton
1: <clears throat> how I saw it was just good hard racing like obviously Max closed the door forcefully but you know it's it was wet there so it's not like a normal dry condition where it's easy to leave space like everyone's skating about everyone's struggling so like You have to give them a bit of like a bit of leeway to be like if the doors closed quite aggressively, it's perfectly fine. So, yeah, it's just good car clean racing. I think both of them weren't too like Hamilton wasn't too angry about it. He was just more worried about the state of his car going over the the bumps. So. Like the look, the stewards saw it, they noted it and they didn't apply any penalties. So it's perfectly okay in my eyes.
2: Yeah, look, it it is what it is. And I suppose I I myself, as a massive Hamilton fan, I've got to put my hands up and say, you know what, in terms of on-track racing, like Verstappen, in my view, had him there. Like, I feel as though he found the inside line. Verstappen was much more brave, much more braver than than I expected him to be. And, you know, and, and, and he flew down the inside. The contact... You know, I, I saw it as a racing incident personally, and I just think from there, you know, it it, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the race. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on this as well, Niamh. How did you see those um those 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 opening few corners between Verstappen <sighs> and Hamilton?
3: So, I immediately have issue of the positioning of Verstappen because if he did beat Hamilton to the corner he wouldn't be colliding with the front wing that that to me that doesn't mean to me that that that, that doesn't mean you haven't fully secured your the racing line in my eyes if you if your front wheel connects with someone's front wing in a corner that you're closest to but you and you attempt to take the racing line to me that means you haven't you haven't successfully finished your your um your duel um, so i i i didn't i didn't understand why the stewards didn't look at that a little bit further um or at least investigate i don't think there was any kind of investigation on that um from what i remember um so that's where i take a I take a bit of a different stance but putting that aside max did have a a decent race he led from the front didn't do anything that was going to go crazy and or well, fair to him. He, he, he finished the job, which I wasn't expecting, but here we are.
2: Look, it, you know what? It, it is what it is. And, and I suppose as, uh, as the race progressed through that first stint, we saw Verstappen, um, you know what, in my eyes have that bit of control over the race. You know, he was leading from the front he was on those inters and, um, to which point I think it was around mid, I think it was a lap twenty seven, you know they they obviously started looking at pit stops and, you know he came in first Verstappen, uh, Hamilton looked to to do the overcut and obviously the Hamilton's pit stop was four seconds which which in my view could have been a bit quicker in terms of you know performing that that overcut expertly, um, but yeah let, let me come to you on this JL do you think. Um, that 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 pit stop exchange, do you reckon that could have worked out in Hamilton's favour? Or do you think um, Verstappen just had the overall pace?
0: I just think I just think he had he had the overall pace pace. Because um even if you t- even if you you said a four-second pit stop, right? Even if they're gonna get it down yeah, to it was four sub seconds. yeah, sub three, he still would be behind um Verstappen. I think he just didn't have enough time to, as we say, hammer time. So um yeah, I don't I don't I don't think the pit stop made any real difference. Um I'm not mistaken as well, memory serves me right, Verstappen when Hampton was coming out, Verstappen was still was also behind a car who was trying to over um over, uh, trying to lap anyway. So Yeah. Yeah, it just, it, just, it, it was just as simply just Verstappen just had a great race. It's just it just had the it just had the pace unfortunately. Um and sometimes you just hold your hand up and just say
2: that that
0: that car that today was just the better car.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know that. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again, I, I feel as though that that Red Bull is um, quicker, much more quicker than than I expected it to be at the start of the year. But obviously, Mahad's not on this pod to to, to rebottle that point. But let's talk about the sister Red Bull now, you know, Max Verstappen's teammate Sergio Perez who had <laughs> an indifferent race let, let let's put it that way you know he started from second um he had he had initial difficulty you know at, at the start Charles Leclerc managed to to jump him um at um yeah on on the opening lap and then i think behind the safety car he also went off track and and he was losing places and then he was hit with a a 10 second penalty it was not the best day at the office for Sergio Perez. So Kunle, let me come back to you on this. How did you assess or how would you assess Sergio Perez's performance today?
4: Um, he, had, he had a very bad day. It was, it was a bad day considering he started well. And he, So this is the thing I don't understand. You're a Formula One driver. You've been a Formula One driver for a very long time. Mm-hmm. There is there is a standard rule that every Formula One driver should know. You do not overtake behind a safety car. And I mean, <clears throat> exactly. Everyone's shaking their head because you don't just do that. And you it goes wide under the safety car. When you go wide, if you crash your car under the safety car, they don't fix your car and put it back where you are. So if you go wide under the safety car, that's you. It's not like anyone forced you wide. You go wide. You rejoin where you rejoin, wherever place that is. But I don't think even... I think even the drivers that he overtook, they didn't. I don't think anyone was sure about the rules around in that because I remember during the race, I asked the same question, like, is he allowed to take the place back or should he just exactly. be... He's meant to be behind, but... So he took the place back and... Boom, he got slapped with a 10-second stop-and-go penalty. Fair play to him. After that penalty, he, re- he, you know, he recovered the drive. Speaking of the safety car, that first safety car, let me not speak on the two individuals involved because that was just shambles. It was a shambles. Speak
2: on it. Speak on it, Kunle. Tell us about it.
4: <sighs> our good Canadian friend, Nicolas Latifi, Latifi. and um, our... The the resident F1 villian, Mazapin. whose whose name we prefer not to say, but and yeah, I'll, I'll call it Mazepin. Mazepin, you know, they had a little collision, and Latifi came off worse. And for what is worth, that was all on Latifi. I don't think Mazapin had anything to do with that. You know, he was just by himself driving his own race, and then yeah, Latifi did what Latifi does. So back to Paris, he, you know, he made good progression. He did what he had to do. He recovered from the stop and go penalty. He was going for the grid. And then, you know, as well, what happened would what happen, uh, the, red, the red lights, the race cars, red lights, everyone stops, you know, everyone discussing strategy with their engineers. Okay, this is how we're going to restart. And then the restart goes, the restart's fine. And our good old friend from Meiko, he decides to spin. And he goes from fourth to virtually last because the no. two has- the two Huskers don't count. Anyways, they're always going to be 19 and 20 when everyone finishes. More than the minorities. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. God bless Gunter's heart. I don't know what they're doing out there, but God <laughs> bless his heart. And he goes all the way down to the back, and you know, from that on, from that place onwards, even though you're in the fastest car, even though it's the, it's still, it's still a whole journey because you've ruined your tires. You got to get hit back to it. I think it was on the soft. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was on the soft. Yeah, yeah it was. He was, yeah. was. So it was one of the few drivers on the soft at that point. Iman Lando Norris, which I guess we'll speak on later. And you know, from there on that was just the end of his race. And I I have I have Perez beaten Verstappen. I'll shamelessly I'll shamelessly still claim that's gonna happen at some point, but he needs to get it cracking now. Like, you know, he cannot afford races like today again mm-hmm. if Red Bull wants to win the championship and if he wants to make that's it. His own sit. Let's not forget, he's got a one-year contract, and Red Bull don't play if you're not giving them points.
2: Bye-bye. See you later. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, uh, you, you know, couldn't I, personally. I think you summed it up perfectly there, and I just want to kind of finish up on on the Paris point because we we have so much to get through today. I want to make sure we get through them all um, with enough analysis and and obviously your guys' opinions on it, but. I'm going to come to you on this, JL. You know, for, for a man that qualified second and ended up in eleventh overall, a minute behind. Obviously, Kunle's touched on it. The proceedings that happened throughout the race didn't, you know, didn't, didn't fall for Perez. Are we starting to see hallmarks here of a cursed second, red, second seat at Red Bull? Mm-hmm. Are we starting to see some issues with Perez, or do you reckon? He just needs to get his head in order, and and, and and he'll showcase his skills to to the rest of the Formula One world.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm for me. I'm a, I'm a Perez fan. You know, I said in the first pod, I said yeah. he'll do better than Max in whatever way. In whatever way I said it, um, he. You know what? He's just been unlucky. I think from like the first race, um, he had issues with his car. This race, yes, mistakes that were his fault. Yeah, but he also had he still, also had
4: staring issues today. By the way, I forgot. Exactly. To put so,
0: here. yeah, yeah, and he still finished technically, I think, eleventh because of the uh, the penalty the post match penalties. So, he he has shown he's a strong driver. Um, it's just, I know the mistakes of his own doing versus other things outside. It just looks bad, especially when you're. Um, your teammate is battling for the championship and for first, and you were brought in to be basically what Bottas was last season. You're meant to be the guy that is getting second, you know, challenging for second or third, so that Red Bull have a competitive, constructor's t- challenge. And right now, he's not doing it. But unlike um, certain drivers of last year in that seat, I have more faith that, that 100%, if that was Albon in that seat today, Right. Uh, and let's say he made the same mistake from the um, first safety, safety car. Safety car. Right. He's not He's not driving back to where Matt Perez got to before he spun again. He, 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 he would have stayed in the midfield battle. So I don't worry that Perez won't do well. He's a competitive driver. He, he's kind of a take. He's in arguably the second or first fastest car, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. He just needs to get his head down. And I think he's trying a bit too hard to almost, as you said, it's a one-year contract. And he and we all know that Christian Horner is difficult. He's stubborn, and very likely they're probably really already looking at other drivers. So he knows if com race, let's say five or six, if he's not doing what they expect him to be doing, he'll, he'll start the season. But he knows he's, he's he's out. He's out of the seat, um, and after Red Bull. You know, you can't. There's only one place called office which is which is um, Mercedes. Mercedes. So,
2: yeah.
0: which is there will be no seat for him there. So he knows this is it for him. This this will be the best he can potentially get. So I think he just needs to relax. Um, we are seeing we've seen it with, with Color Sainz as well, a Ferrari. These guys are trying a bit too hard. Um, I get why. I get. I don't know the the way the sport is, is designed designed. Um, but I think he I think he will do okay. No, I'm not ashamed of as some other people in the community but um, <laughs> I do believe that Perez come end of the season will be comfortably in the top 3 or 4 um in the championship.
2: Yeah, nice. Can I just nice add something see. quickly to that? Go for it. Um, Go for it now. I,
3: I feel like uh, Perez has so and I think this is what cursed has cursed Gasly in the past and which has cursed Albon, probably not to the extent of Albon, but Gasly and Perez is like a Mercedes, your number two driver, um, if, they're, if they're good enough, would have a decent car and a decent team around them for them to establish themselves as 20. Um, sorry, as, as number two. So for example, last year Bottas, comfortably finished second in a lot of races or finish second and third. Um, and I think that's because he had the team, um, that the, the Mercedes team had the tactics, had the nouse, had the professionalism to put him in a car and in a position to finish in those places. I feel like there's a growing trend at Red Bull now that the number two driver doesn't have that team around him. Um, and as a result, they suffer a lot more as second drivers at Red Bull than you would at Mercedes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um as a result, it's showing more on um, Paris' performances. Um and like I said, like you said, Jay, I think he'll he will he'll be fine. But if he had that, I think a better structure around him, um probably might be challenging. He might be challenging more races than he will be. He might be currently at the moment, Norris is third in the um, driver standing. That should be Paris. It's if if in in anything um, that that's in a normal world, that should be the, but I'm starting to see there's now a growing trend. And it happened with Vettel back in the day when Ricardo was there and Weber was there. Um, these number two drivers just are not having the team around them. And as a result, they're being sacrificed for the star boys of the of Red Bull. Um, and it's, it's causing people's drivers who would have had really good careers at Formula One to be looking like complete messes.
2: Yep. I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely agree with you there on that and one. Speaking
4: speaking of that, I call Perez's car, the, the UHC car. You know, it's the user
2: testing the car for Red Bull. Yeah, the the, the sandbox version in it before they release it to production. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, 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 production minus
4: one.
2: <laughs> fair enough. I mean, JL. To be fair, on that point, you touched on um, Mercedes or Red Bull having the faster car. I, I, in my personal opinion, I personally feel it's the Red Bull car. We'll wait for the FIA to do their investigation, and 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 they'll get back to me on to whether that cars, you know. Um Legal or not, let, let let's put it that way. Um But regardless of that or not, they done well. Um And it was quite clear to see they were they were they were the fastest car this weekend. And and clearly, Max Max Max, you know, he he hooked up perfectly. Coming back to Perez, I personally feel as though coming second, starting second on the softer tire. Well, not on the softer tire. Obviously, that that all got wiped out for the start of the race. I feel as though he should have done a bit better, but, um, that, Hey, ho, we still got another 20 plus races, I think to go. So hopefully he can, um, show us what he's made of. Um, guys, I want to move swiftly on to what was probably the, you know, the, the biggest event of the race. It, it was a, um, incident that involved Valtteri Bottas and, uh, George Russell. Everyone's wiping their hands on the screen. Um, yeah, it, it 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 was an interesting encounter. I mean, we saw George Russell, you know, attempting for points in I, th- I think it was P twelve at the time. Bottas was P eleven, which shows exactly the level Bottas was operating. No, 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 higher up. But they were higher up, were they? Or, yeah, it uh... ten. I think it was P ten yeah. and yeah. P eleven. Yeah. So, so, sorry, sorry, it was no, it was no, yeah, P10 P9, P
3: ten and P nine, didn't it?
2: Yeah, all right, P ten and P nine. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Oh. Well well, 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 they're battling for position nine, which shows um, w- what sort of area of are the of the, the race that, that they were operating at. And I think it was going into the the Tamburello um, that they, you know, they both spe- spectacularly collided. Um, Chris, give me your take on this event. Um, it was it was emphatic accident, to be honest with you. There was carbon fiber debris everywhere, and thankfully, you know, both both could walk away. Um, they could also engage in some sort of discussion. I mean, I don't know what sort of communication method was going on there between each driver wearing a helmet, but it seemed like there was um, a bit of animosity between the two. Um, what was your take on it, Chris?
1: Well, the, well, first of all, like you said, it's like, fortunate that everyone came out okay. There was big animosity, like Russell and, and Bas were both swearing on the radio. You know, it's it's a racing incident in my eyes, you know. It's a drying track, slightly wet. Bottas moves the car slightly to the right, you know, where Russell is heading. But, you know, there isn't enough space. Russell goes on the wet stuff. He spins, crashes into Bottas. Things happen. What I found really interesting was just the kind of, like, anger that Russell had towards him. Where it was like, he got out of the car, went over to him, started swearing at him, hit him on the helmet, Bus was there giving the finger, you know, causing commentators to apologize. So they were really angry. Like, and Russell's comments afterwards talking about how if there was any other driver, Bus would have just stayed on his line and not let him through. It's something that I find like really interesting. And also the fact that Total Wolf couldn't take a real, couldn't really take a side and was just there, like, it's 60 40 and didn't explain which driver it was that was at fault. It was just like, they both kind of messed up there. So it's like a big accident, really unfortunate. But my personal highlight is 100% um, Kimi Raikkonen right behind, just moaning the fact that Debbie just flew in his car and he's like, there's stuff everywhere in here. He's just like, <laughs> he's driving low behind. he said, like, what's going on? There's stuff everywhere. There's Debbie all over in my cockpit. Like, he must have been happy it was a red flag to clean up the car because, you know, you don't want to be driving on pieces of rubbish.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, hundred percent. First and foremost, it, it's it's all about driver safety. So, as much as you know, we're, we're thankful both Russell and Bottas could walk away from from that incident unscathed. You know, you, you have to say Räikkönen is also very lucky as well because there was shards of debris everywhere. The conditions were crazy. So, yeah, on that point, it's it's good to see that you know, um, the the you know, every, everyone walked away happy from that i suppose that 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 resulted in the in in the red flag and and before we get into some some individual performances after that red flag what was your take on the incident as well conley I, I saw you there you know you you rubbing your hands is is there anything you want to speak on in terms of um who is at fault here the aftermath of it um et cetera? Et cetera?
4: yeah i feel, i just feel like russell Russell, the man they called George Russell, was talking too much for a man who just tried to kill another man. Because if you look at the re- if you look at the replay, the only things that saved valtry's life was the halo. 100%, I don't know if you yeah. guys. I don't know if you whoa, whoa, seen that.
0: I saw was that the has... halo.
4: Did you not see? It was. God. It was. The car went up to a level where it, um, like it hit the halo. If you go check out the I can't replay, what
3: I'm hearing. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now.
4: Yeah, I I, I
2: was going to mention this as well, but I'm glad Kunle brought it up. I'm saying,
3: I'm saying
4: what I said. I'm saying what I saw. You know, go look (sighs) at the pictures again. He was talking a bit too much. I mean, a lot. I get it. I get it. It's easy to bash on Valtry Bottas. It's easy to. I don't think the. I don't think the grid rates him after last year. I feel that they all feel like it can be disrespected. I don't know why I, Nam, I don't I don't get okay. Nam, you okay, you, so, feel like uh, got, right. you feel like you've got you uh, feel like you've got things to say, so I'll no, let you. I go. have
3: to defend all right. So I have to defend Russell, and I'm gonna take it all the way back to, historically to Imlar when Ayrton Senna died. Ayrton Senna died at that corner, right? Rest he in peace rest in peace went. to the legend. Rest, 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 He died at that corner. So with that in mind. Drivers have to be completely careful when they go around that 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 corner is fatal, right? If you look at the photo, if you look at the images, and you look at the video of Bottas one, his positioning of that car around that corner, well, around that bend, um, and then the the jolt that he did afterwards, as soon as Russell gets closer towards him it is really dangerous. So, cause I, at first I was with you Kunle, I thought racing incident, in fact Bottas is in front. So really it's, it's he's not to blame here. But when I first, I, I looked at the position of his car, his car is too far wide. It's not, half of his car is on the wet stuff. So, you know, the racing line is probably the driest part of the, the track. His car is, it's, it's like, Thirty percent of his car is on the right, the wet right stuff. It, it that's that's facts. So as as um, it's Russell, the bend. It's the, the bend makes it look that way. But yeah, okay. It's it's on there. <laughs> Whether the bend makes it look like that way or not, it's on there. And then Russell is overtaken, Right, we've seen everyone else overtake Hamilton, overtake two drivers around that same bend. So it's a possible move if there's enough space. Bottas hasn't left enough space. Then he makes a jolt, yeah, which causes Russell to move onto the grass on a wet M L R around a corner that has taken a life of another driver. That is why Russell is so annoyed. And that's why he said to Bottas, do you want to kill us today? Because historically, someone has died at that corner. And 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 this is why I can't I can't take Kunle, what you're saying about about Russell almost trying to save things life. Mm, mm, because even at that mm. moment, yeah, even at that moment as well, the carbon fiber from um uh the Mercedes hit uh Russell's Halo twice. So if anyone if anything was gonna happen, it would have actually unfortunately it would have been Russell would have had the 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 worst of it than anyone this this is why i'm so shocked because what i saw was was damning on bottas and it's an indictment of his driving which he's been doing for the last he's a reckless driver without any tire management and without any nouns of kind of like safety he's the one who caused the major crash last time at, in Port- was it Portugal or Marileno? One of them, Portugal I think it was, when um the... Um, when he backed into and, everyone. Yeah, and Grosjean was saying "Do you, does some whoever's at the front do, do they want to kill us? And then the major accident that um, uh, Grosjean had the fire in, surprise surprise, Bottas is the one who's driving recklessly around the place causing a spiral effect, causing disaster crash. So we need to speak <laughs> on-
4: No, no, no. Nah, but, nah, 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 no, 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 to no. I love what this survives survive
3: no, again. No, and you'll see it. No, 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 no. No, I love this. No, 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 no. I've
2: just look look, guys, I've just seen it back. And and I still I still stand by what I believe that the Halo saved Bottas. Like Russell's tire could have literally taken off his head. So you have to credit the safety procedures that are there. Agreed. Although, yeah. although Nam, what you were saying about his driving style, you know, an argument can definitely be made for that because he does jolt one way and it does result in, in, in a chain reaction. Personally, for me, I'm just glad both have walked away safe. Um, obviously, there was a bit of animosity afterwards. You know, Russell's come on and said, you know, you... you, you you could have killed us both. Um, which is you know, which is quite scary, especially when you consider what's what's happened at Imola in the past. But Kunle, do you have any any final words on this? <laughs> first things um,
4: first first things first to all of my um to all of my Muslim brothers listening to this in the holy month of Ramadan, i would like to apologize for the haram that's come out of this brother's mouth. Uh because <laughs> <laughs>
3: Stop this because right now, right now. because Stop this right now, bro, why are you bringing Sakir from last year into this? No, because About, I'm, I'm, showing, is... sorry, I, I'm showing. Sorry, I'm showing trends. This is the thing is when major accidents and unfortunately fatalities happen in Formula One, these trends happen, and and this is a trend that needs to be nipped in the bud quickly. Because we don't want to get to, we're, we're going to. I've just looked at the calendar. Yeah, we're going to Portugal. We're going to Portugal which, next. Which we had, we had, we had major issues last year. Then Spain, which isn't really as a procession. Yeah, we've got best. Monaco and Azerbaijan and Canada, which are very t- Canada.
4: Canada is 50 We
3: got COVID out here bad. No, but in in the in the in the yeah. calendar, that's what's next, right? Yeah. So, Monaco street race, tight walls. Azerbaijan street race. There's a there's a corner which yeah. I, 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 I know what right. corner you're talking about. That
2: if, night exactly. tight one when
3: they go yeah yeah. If I catch potter there, boy, it's scary. And then Canada <laughs> again tight.
4: No, so no no no. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Are you what? saying this with your chest on I'm this, episode, this... <laughs> on this episode of pit stop frakker? On yes, this episode of chest. Pit Stop Fracka, yes, that Valtteri Bottas is a dangerous driver. Are you putting it in the likes of Maldonado
3: <laughs> Val- <and Cole>?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know what? Let, let it run. Let it run. Let it run. I back it. I it. J- JL, you're backing it? I'm backing it. Thank you. I'm backing it. Thank no, you. no. This is disgusting. Right, no. This is actually Disgusting. No, no, no. Because you know what, right? He came with facts. Because I sit there thinking, you know, what? that's actually true. Yeah, no, hey, listen, he came with facts. What can I say?
2: It's true. Like, the 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 the, the Magello one was it Magello one that was when. No. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was
4: man. I don't, Chris, Chris, help me out here, please. Like, I right, so, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the 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 Port-a-Mau one, the, the, the Magello one. Hey, it, it no, yeah, it's Magello. That one is that's someone else's fault to blame because you know I don't know why the people at the back were going so fast, but that's another story for another day. This one here, there was space for Russell, but he just went on the wet stuff and he lost it. It happens. The problem is that obviously it was wet, so you make a bit more space. It's like I think they call it the Max Verstappen rule within the drivers. So it's like because Max got into it.
2: So <laughs> the Max Verstappen <laughs> rule, Mahad, are you listening? Yeah, Max Verstappen rule. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's why yeah, George was so angry because he was like, he was like, okay, the dry, the it's still a bit wet, so you can't move over and like, squeeze man like that, especially when man's got DRS driving at two hundred miles an hour. You can't make the same like fine movements that you normally would make. Let's say if it was fully wet or fully dry, because he had DRS, so he was gonna go off and. Do whatever. So it's like it was a perfect storm between both of them messing up that led to that accident. So you can't call Butts a dangerous driver. Like the only person who I've seen him be a bit of an idiot with is Raikkonen. Apart from that, he's been clean with everyone else.
3: So, Wait,
4: what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been. A, I mean, I don't remember Valtteri being a dangerous driver. I, I, you know
3: what? From now on, from now on going forward, yeah. So Just are we are what, we on a,
4: are we on a Butter's dangerous? We have to watch? be on a Butter's
3: dangerous watch. <laughs> This nah, is, uh, just, because watching, watching from now on yeah you would see that he does things that I don't know if it's I don't know if he knows it's reckless but it's reckless to the point that if if someone makes a wrong move here fam it it is scary it's and i know formula 1 is a dangerous sport mm. i understand that they put themselves in in positions but I would, I, I, I would rather these incidents happen when a driver who is trying to overtake has made an, an, an error or a mistake, but it shouldn't come from the driver defending, and it shouldn't come from a driver who does something which is out of the blue. Like, for example, the the thing in Magello, Portugal, wherever it was, the safety car incident. Previous safety cars, yeah. Previous safety cars have nobody's done this. Nobody's yeah. gone to the start finish line and continued the way he was doing it. He could have done it earlier. He should have done it earlier, and he didn't. So, if a, if all the drivers behind you assume something that's happened for years and years and years and years, and you decide mm, today I'm going to try something different, and it causes a, a terrible accident like that, we need to start questioning your driving. We we have to. Yeah, we'll we'll
2: we'll see how it pans out across the rest of the year. You know. There is arguments for and against um at, at the end of the day it was an incident which which really um, changed the tune of the race you know they, it, it brought out a red flag um drivers drivers were allowed to re, you know regroup themselves we, we, we saw Hamilton there Hamilton looked stressed on the first time i've I've seen him look look so stressed behind yeah. the scenes.
4: Can we speak on the Hamilton going off track unprovoked with a setting with a certain man called Russell...
2: Well, come on, being unlocked.
4: On being unlocked. on. Since we're trying out Vauchi being a dangerous driver because yeah. Bit, nah, I'm rattled. I'm rattled. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I'm did. rattled.
2: K- 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 Kul Kul we'll come on <laughs> to it. We'll come on to it. Don't worry. Don't worry, we, We're gonna come on to it. But touching on the restart. I've just seen it again was... on
3: the TV. I'm so mad. I'm so mad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys, come on guys. Let's 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 keep it going. Let's let's keep it stepping. Look, Lando Norris in that um, McLaren, he s- was on the soft tyres come come the race restart. You know, I think we had a break for 20-plus minutes. And then when we got racing again, Norris managed to obviously um, overtake Leclerc, which resulted in being in second up until five to six laps to go. Um, I'm going to come back to you on this, JL. How did you um, assess... That restart from, from Norris, um, he'd done pretty well, in, in my view. Um, no, he did.
0: It did. I mean, I think before the restart, um, I, was even, well, I was even saying that because Leclerc was second. I even said, was said, oh, maybe Leclerc might try for first with Max. It's like, nah, he won't. He would try and keep that second place, try and keep, but maybe get, get the car home. Um, but yeah, Norris just had a great start. Just Just, they just drove past him. that quite simply just drove past him. Um, It's it's obvious that the the McLaren is faster than the Ferrari. Um, And I think what those laps really showed was Leclerc, even though he's a good driver, could not get close to Norris. Yet Um, Lewis, who was overtaking every car behind like Lewis was getting past every car, had no issues going past him so and and bear in mind this is norris on softs, um what 15 laps in so before yep. i just, just just couldn't get just just couldn't get near it so that to me really emphasized how quick a Norris is a driver and b that mclaren are probably the third fastest car on the track and as i said as i said before the battle between them and Ferrari will come down to their second drivers, Science versus Ricardo, and which of the two of those uh, adapts to their new team quicker because both have had less than stellar starts, shall we say. Um, definitely.
2: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I I personally think, you know, uh, McLaren have used their tokens very wisely um, in the off-season and, and, and they've really pushed that car um, to the next level. And I think, On balance, they probably do have the third quickest car. Kunle, I want to come to you to let you uh, let a little more off your chest. Um, Norris's teammate, Danny Rick. Talk to me about him. How was his performance Uh, today?
4: Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, the light light is starting to come on. What what light is
2: this? Tell us about this
4: light. It's starting to get under the lights. You know, it's been two underwhelming performances back to back. With with, with mm-hmm. Lando Norris doing... You know, the thing is, yeah, if you've had a bad weekend and your teammate had an all right weekend, you're off the, you know, you're off the hook. No one's really looking at your performance. But if you've had a, you know, you've had a bad weekend and your teammate is up there fighting for podium places in the same car and you're, you know, considerably the veteran, you know, more experienced driver... It's a bit, you know, it's looking a bit shaky, considering Lando Norris started all the way in seventh or eighth. Was it eighth or
0: seventh? And plus, don't forget, had he not had his time deleted, he would have been
4: third. Exactly.
0: So, you yeah, know, pulp. looking at the whole, yeah.
4: looking at the weekend and the whole, you know, from Qualis into the race, it just looked like Danny wasn't really on it this weekend. And even at the restart, when we were in the Discord, the first thing I said was. Hamilton should chop off Danny Rick easily because he's not been about it this weekend. Oh. So, I don't know. I like Danny Rick. I like Danny Rick. I think he's one of the most talented drivers on the current grid. But if these performances do not get better, then we're going to start having to look at him and say, My G, what exactly... He'll be under this- it's gonna be, it's gonna be under the spotlight, you know. Under it's going to the get, spotlight, yeah. We'll it'll get the Bottas cam, the same
2: way Bottas had asked the cam, he will get that same cam on him,
4: <laughs> you know.
2: So, so I just suppose, um quickly wrapping up on 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 the McLarens, Chris, I'm I'm gonna come to you on this. How do you think Danny Rick probably feels? You know, getting that call midway through the race from Loris asking. Guys, can you just let me through so I can I can focus on my race? I mean, how do you reckon Danny Rick sort of feels about that? Um, in terms of his position in the team at the moment, um, and moving forward? Obviously, we want to caveat this all by saying it's only the second race. Um, Norris has been settled in that team for a while now, but um, yeah, just want to kind of get your thoughts on that.
1: Okay, wait, before I start on that play, I'm gonna say one thing that Quinn they said was just hot was about the two being outperformed by Norris. Last race, Gashley did run into the back of him. He has a bit of an excuse as to why, you know, he didn't perform too well at Bahrain. But at this race, he was just slow. Obviously, your pride as a driver and as a man, you're not going to be happy when you hear that radio message. But he has to suck it up. He has to drive faster. And, you know, he needs to... You know, like he said in the post race interview, he used to find the groove of himself in the car. He hasn't got that yet. And it's clear to see that, well, while Norris is hooked up with it, Ricardo's still lagging behind and still figuring things out. So we still need to give it a bit more time before we put the lights on. But yeah, it's not a good look right now. Yep, def- definitely not, 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 um,
2: not the most exciting times for Danny Rick, but again, like Perez, we we you know we 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 hope he showcases his skills as the year goes on. Um another team who you know in my view today looked pretty good. Um and 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 they were showing what they were about. They were showing that they're no longer well, I think they were seventh, eight, no, I think they were the sixth best team last year, Ferrari. They Really did well today, um, in my view, right across the board. I can see Kunle tapping the the Ferrari badge on his chest there. Um, how did you see them doing today, JL? I, I know you're a big Ferrari uh, and especially Leclerc Flan. How did you see um, Ferrari, um, not just today, but over the weekend?
0: I think over the weekend, they had, they kind of had a better race. Did they, they did the qualifying because I'm not mistaken, Leclerc was fourth, which um uh, qualifying which is expected. Saints was eleventh, which um was not what what, what we um thought. Um but overall it was it was it was a solid race. It was a solid race from them. Um I, th- I, said, I think especially after the restart, uh, I think Leclerc would have Leclerc was third, Sainz was I wanna say fourth. I believe. Yeah. Um yeah, we, was... they, were,
4: they were behind they were behind each
0: other. Yeah, yeah. And just a solid, clean race, which um which is good. And and what makes it even more impressive is that science had several spins or off the track a few times. So even for him to get to where he got to, because I think what he he'll have finished, I wanna say what, fifth today, give or take? Science.
2: Yeah, Science finished fifth, Leclerc, fourth
0: yeah so it's a solid point it's a solid race um ferrari seem to well touchwood um have the act together so far and uh, would you know would they win a race this season i don't know but at least you have two drivers who are well a second driver that will at least now be competent on like the last driver last year and will (laughs) and will at least give them a batting chance for P3, maybe even maybe even P2, depending on Bottas and whatnot, um, in the constructors.
2: Yep, definitely. I, I think it's nice to see um, Ferrari doing well at the business end of the grid. Yeah. It's what uh, well, I like to class as F1 heritage, especially yes. when, when they're up there. You're you going to add something else, J.O.? What were you going to say? No, I was going to
0: say, just, so we're talking about second drivers, right? Um, if you look at some of the some of the, the the teams this year, the second driver who has obviously been new, quite a few have struggled in for various reasons. Perez, yep. uh, Ricardo, Thanks. Alonso, Vettel. sight hasn't really, um, like he's done okay, but he's probably been the best of the rest. But we might have to watch how the season unfolds. That there's a trend that a lot of these newer drivers, for some reason, aren't, it hasn't clicked, just haven't clicked yet, but that's just a, something to kind of asterisks for future races. So,
2: so, so using that analogy, are both Haas drivers just going to point at each other then? Yeah. So, you just,
0: know, you're the second driver,
2: no, you're the second driver. <laughs> listen,
0: I don't count, I don't, I don't count Haas, so don't, I do mean, Let's concerns. not
2: count Haas this year, yeah. There are, there,
0: there are, there are 18 teams, or 18 um, drivers on that, on that grid. <laughs> I part of <laughs> concerns. So, yeah,
2: fair enough, fair enough. Um, look, guys, moving on. I, I you know, we've got an action packed episode today, we've got loads, loads, loads to get through. And Nam, I'm going to come to you next. Um, the pace that we've seen from the Aston Martin, it's been non existent in all honesty since, um, <laughs> since, since, since the start of the year. You know, I mean, Kunle gave us his technology references of you know, a pre-production server or a QA server. And, you know, I'm I'm going to apply that again to, to Aston Martin. Control C plus control V is not working for them this year, is it? You know, you can't just copy a team and, and, and hope it works out. What's, what's going yeah. wrong there, mate? Tell me about it.
3: Well, I was, I was completely, I was lost for words to be fair. Um, for their performances for the first two races, um, especially last the last race, I, I I didn't understand why there was such a a fall in um in performance, considering that a lot of the regulations haven't changed that much, and I think there's a there's an engine freeze as well, um, if I'm not mistaken. So they nobody's really developed their engines going forward so really all it is is body and arrow that is bringing kind of like the performance I mean, improvements and lack of in the case of Aston Martin until I heard something on uh, Ted Kravis's notebook was it? Yeah, well, it, it came from Ted Kravis over, over the um, over free practice I think it's free practice one or something like that in regards to Aston Martin pushing for tweaking the error rules, and then I looked at the cars that were struggling and have been struggling. So Mercedes, um, Aston Martin, um, and I think that I think they're the only two um, that have been struggling, and they all, all have something called low rake low rake runners. So they're like the the wings, well, not the wings, mm. the back. I can't remember what it's called, but the um diffuser, at the back is lower than let's say the um the Red Bulls and and the um, Alpha Taris and stuff like that. And there has been a there's been a stricter regulation on those cars than there has been on the higher rate cars. And I think that is playing into the hands of. Like I said, the Red Bulls, and it's detrimentally affecting the Aston Martin a lot more than everyone else. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reluctantly drop my Aston Martin stakes <laughs> and stocks. i I'm, I'm, I'm dumping them right now. Um, if these rule regulations are not changed, if they are. They have to come back into contest, contention, contention because that would mean that they they will be allowed to get the pace that they had last season back, um, and that would put them in the mix. I I, I don't know what's going on with Vettel. all. Um, I I just think he can't drive that car at this, at this present moment, um, and hopefully, if the rule changes come back. To, or their tweet, um, he will grow into his car and therefore allow Aston Martin to be more competitive. But until then, um, I'm dumping them. I'm cutting my losses. Um, from now on, I'm going to go over Robert, back to my status quo of Mercedes um, and following Lewis Hamilton and constantly going to scrutinize uh, Valtteri Bottas.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Nam, we, we, we respect that. And, you know, any p- opinion you express is, is the opinion of your own. Obviously Kunle is not happy about what you said about Bottas and we're also getting tweets here or we're getting, we're with we, the, the accounts getting added at the moment. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's, who's at the account, but there's, but there's someone letting pit stop fracker Twitter know that someone was at fault for that. Um, for that collision that we saw today, but you know what, mate? Oh, you can say it
3: with your chest. We, you know we who respect it.
2: Nam, has been out in the pit stop Twitter account telling us that oh yeah, Bottas was at fault. But we'll we'll do a deep dive into that um, during the week. We'll we'll put a poll online on Twitter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to look at that. To be fair though, coming back to to the Aston Martin stuff, you know, let's be honest, man. They're 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 marketing. Campaign was more exciting this year than than their performances on track, man. Having Dave, having uh, you know, and it, 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 was it NFL stars or yeah, NFL stars and was, Tom, was Tom Brady. Brady, yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and, and James Bond. And, and, and James Bond on was 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 much more exciting than their performances on track, and they they can only do better. To be honest with you, I think where, where do they end up? I think Vettel finished up in. He finished in fifteenth. Stroll DNF, finished in eighth. Vettel, yeah. Oh no, Vettel, Vettel. was DNF. Yeah, he was yeah, DNF. I think they had,
4: they had Brick it's, issues it's, throughout the race today too. So yeah,
2: it's 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 not a good look at the moment, and you know they can only do, they can literally only only get better from here. But I just want to move on now to the man himself, pit stop favorite. Lewis Hamilton, I mean, you know, this guy is absolutely incredible. He showcased his skills again today. Lap 31 um, after coming out from the pit stops. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be here for Hamilton. And I'm, I'm always going to try backing him. The, the conditions were tough for him, you know. He went off, you know, he, he, he nipped the wall. You know, his front wing was damaged. Only Hamilton would have the intuition to reverse back onto the grid, you know, bring it back to the pits, get that front wind changed um, and 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 fly from ninth to second in the way he did. Um, obviously, being the Lewis Hamilton fan that I am, I was enjoying that so much. And it was honestly a stormy drive from him um, following that red flag. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this quickly, Chris. Um, how did you see that from Hamilton? Did, did you honestly see that? that that uh, front wing damage a bit uncharacteristic of him. Did you see that that storming drive from ninth to second as 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 true Lewis Hamilton quality? What, how, what did you make of him today?
1: Well, he like the mistake was uncharacteristic, but as he said himself, humans make mistakes. You know, it happens. But the drive back, you know, is exactly what Lewis is. They've even talked about how Lewis is uh, Uber an optimistic person and how normally Mercedes have to calm him down and give him low expectations. So like him being, they said, yeah, he can get second. They be, he believed he could get second. They believed he could get second. And he went out and did it, you know, he's a of person, you know, there's expectations to be met. He'll go out and meet them. And that's exactly what he did. You know, clinical drive through, made the moves at the right time, showed experience, showed great race craft, you know, a really solid drive to come back from from P nine to second.
2: Yep, yeah, it was a great. It, it, I mean, I saw it was a great drive. Um, he he put in some fantastic overtakes, and to be honest with you, watching it, I, I was loving it. Obviously, I wanted I wanted Hamilton to win, but you know the, the moves he put on Danny Rick, Science Leclerc, I, I thought were fantastic, and, and and also to get Norris was was amazing and it just goes to show that this guy doesn't give up you know he he will keep battling he will keep fighting away um he won't let mistakes or you know bad luck or anything like that get to him um and it's just it's just a testament to to my goat that is Lewis Hamilton but I want to get your take on this Nam um before I come to Kunle on the last segment um, yeah, how how did you find Lewis's performance today?
3: Um, I thought that was a performance of a understanding champion that he needs to still be in it or in and around the championship, even though he hasn't got the strongest car on the grid at this present moment in time. Um I again I was surprised that he made that mistake because Lewis Hamilton is particularly good in the wet. So I think he 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 was stressing, he was panicking a little bit, um, which I don't think he needed to do because he did win Bahrain. Um, So if he stayed stayed in and around and just applied that a little pressure, maybe could have pushed out a mistake from Verstappen. Um, so I, I was surprised at at that crash, but like you said, only him would have would have thought, mm, let's reverse it out um slowly and then get back into the race he was fortunate that his cronies his crony boss was acting the fool and caused a red <laughs> a red flag um which effectively got him back in the race because i uh, if if that didn't happen i don't think he would he would, he would have had enough time to get back i will say though um because i remember I think one of you prior to the pod said that Verstappen had a a, had a good race. I will say, though, we have to acknowledge the fact that there was a moment in time in the race where Hamilton was finding it very hard to get past Norris. Um, Norris kept positioning his car very well because he wanted that second place. And I think that ate away at the laps um, for Hamilton to catch Verstappen. Um, I think if he if he got past um, Norris um, quicker than he did, uh, he would have. And, he, and as well, if he caught science quicker than he did, I think those two factors played into Verstappen's hand. And if they were in in play, we might be talking sitting here talking about an outstanding performance from Lewis Hamilton coming to take pole position and winning the race. But um, that being that being said. He he had a good drive from ninth to second. In any that's 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 gaining eight places. That's phenomenal drive from any driver, considering that Imola is notoriously bad for overtaking.
2: Yep, definitely, definitely. And I suppose that that just shapes up a a fantastic championship battle. Um, we were saying it at the start of the year that you know we want we. We want a fascinating encounter between the two top teams. And, and we're seeing that now between Red Bull and Mercedes. You know, Hamilton's now on 44 points. Verstappen's on 43. Without a doubt, there's a championship fight on now. And um, we just want to see more of that, to be honest with you. We, we, we want to see Hamilton and Verstappen battling out, obviously uh, within reason and within fair racing. Um, but we just want to see that excitement on track. And surely 2021 is, is going to provide us with that. Now, guys, moving on to our final segment of the pod, the Alex Albon Award. So, this award that uh Stop Fracker notoriously issue out every race is to the driver that just feels they were being racing too hard, and yeah, uh, unanimously, this 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 has gone to Valtteri Bottas on 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 Sunday, the eighteenth of April. Um, and we're fortunate to, to to be in the company of, of a man who, who appreciates Bottas a lot. Kunle, can you explain to us why Valtteri Bottas has received our Alex Albon Award it's, this evening?
4: Um, it, I, I I mean, if I speak, I'm in trouble. But I'll speak. <laughs> no, I'll no, speak no, 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 I'll speak, speak anyways. Speak, I'll speak, speak anyways. Speak, I'll, speak speak, anyways. Speak. I'll speak anyways. This is a... This is a travesty. This is this is shocking. This is disappointing. I feel like the voters, um, the people that voted, have voted with an agenda in mind. <laughs> you know, it's cool. It's cool to not like vote Bottas. That's fine, but, there was, no,
0: but there, was, there was no one else. It was Bottas. It, it was no, just... no, no. There's a,
4: there's a man. There's a man. There is. There is no. Like I said at the start, there's a man in this race who, um, you know, who was overtaken on the safety car. Or who,
2: yeah. who was spinning on his own? You know, there, yeah. there, there. So, so I, I suppose, Kunle, I just to, no, no, Kunle, just to just interrupt you there, the the, the four selection that there were was Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, Mick Schumacher, Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki Tsunoda got three percent of the votes. Mick Schumacher got eight point three. Perez got thirty three, and Bottas got fifty five. So it is probably just worthwhile making everyone aware that yeah, look, Bottas and Perez. We're both yeah. leading that, however, come near me with bottas. Yeah. I feel which, I feel Alex
4: I feel like here at Piss Up Fucker, we need to we need to drop the agendas on Bottas' aside. And I feel like <sighs> the agendas the, the agendas have been swaying the mind of the voters. And that could that <laughs> could be this. why especially for today. I mean, no, no, jokes aside, jokes aside, Leus. Yes, Valtteri had a he had a horrible race. He had a horrible Saturday, Sunday. But I mean, come on, he, this man barely did half of the race before he got wiped out. And I'm saying he got wiped out because it could have, like, you know, there's 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 images of someone else's car pointing at his you know halo. What? No, no, all of that.
0: Yeah, it's relevant. He's in the fastest car. He he qualifies. Yes, it shouldn't be he he in that. Posi- it shouldn't be in that position. And if, if was he- getting overtaken by Williams. That in itself, oh. Williams. He was that he
4: in itself.
0: not it That's That's enough. That's he enough. Did,
4: he did. did not get overtaken by Williams. He was no, going to no, get. No. It, it was. Close, yeah, he was going was close to be. It was. I mean, ideally, he shouldn't be in that position to start with. But, that's but enough. you know. But you know, I would. I would. I would. Um. I would criticize him for that. Like, he didn't make moves that he should have made in the race early enough. I mean, he got lapped by the race leader. And possibly, I think I think Lewis lapped him as well, or Lewis was about to lap him before he before he went off the track. But that being said, that being said, I don't I don't think this is a I don't think this is I don't think this is a deserving award for Valtteri Bottas on this day, on this day, on this day, on this day. On this day but um, it's okay, it's okay. We don't bend, we don't fold. We come back stronger next <laughs> next race weekend and. I'm sure it would prove to the world why he has the Mercedes seat. But I, I still feel like that was that was a bit unfair, <laughs> unfair on him. That was a bit unfair
3: on him. You unfair know what that, I'm going to do, here. Yeah? You know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to pin my damning evidence of Valtteri Bottas to my Twitter. And then I'm going to retweet it out for the, p- Please, the Pit yes. Stop community to have a look at that damning evidence that almost caused... The most horrific crass I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life.
2: Now, <laughs> you, know, you know, are the God. most shameless, you know. We're, 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 we're getting we might get rebranded as shameless fracker all of a sudden. You know, the amount of shamelessness that's going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, be be sure to check out the tweet, it's just been retweeted from the account. Um, there is supposedly damning evidence to show there that Bottas was. Um, you know being involved in dangerous driving there with, with George Russell. Couldn't let I, I want to give you one final question um before we wrap up the pod. What are you expecting now from Bottas in Portimao? What what are you expecting from him in, in the next um
4: race? um you know it needs it it needs, needs a strong showing. It needs to come out it needs to you know it needs to be as close as um as possible to Lewis as it can get you know he needs to if Lewis is P1 he needs to be P2. Wherever Lewis finishes, it needs to be either directly behind him or in front of him. You know, he cannot afford; he doesn't have that. I would say I wouldn't say credit in the bank because he has credit in the bank somewhat, but he doesn't have that. You know, he doesn't have the liberties to take to say, you know what, I'm gonna have another bad weekend, and and still survive the. Cause a, his name's on people's lips. His name's on, you know. His name's on the grid. I like, like I, like I said earlier, the, I don't think the drivers on that grid rate him as much as they would rate any other person in a Mercedes. We've seen, you know, we've seen it in the past. I don't think, I don't think he has that respect of the grid that he sort of deserves. So he needs to put a show in, and whatever happens, whatever happens to Lewis, he needs to be in. there. He needs to be on or around him. He needs to be, you know. It needs the team to be able to rely on him like they have done somewhat in the past years but now it's much more important you know they need Mercedes need two drivers consistently scoring high points you know if it's P one it has to be P two if he's P three he has to be P four I would say it needs it and I would expect you know as a grown man a man that has beard I would expect him a to man come that out that has beard I'd expect him to come out next next race weekend and you know and give us the the typical the the classic line from the Russian Grand Prix and from my haters, you know that that line. I'm expecting that line. from Rauch- Yeah, that line.
2: We know the line. Look, Kunle, thank you very much. Um, for, yeah, you know what? For, for for those final words on Batas, I think in in the next race, in my view, he has to step it up because if the spotlight wasn't already on him after today it surely is um he really needs to step up because without a doubt not only hamilton's under under competition now for for a championship mercedes are under competition now for a constructors championship so bottas needs to do all that he can to not only support himself but support the team so it'll be interesting to see obviously how that plays out um in the next Grand Prix. But guys, that is all that we have time for today. We've gone through a vast array of stuff. Please, please, please get involved in the comments. Please like, subscribe this video if you're on YouTube. Give us a like, give us a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. And please continue the conversation on Twitter at pitstopfracker. We'll be here with you every step of the way. We've got a great pod coming up for you next week where we're going to be touching on the um, upcoming announcement of the Miami Grand Prix as well as other key stories involved in the Formula One world. So be sure to stay tuned and get involved with us there. Until then, guys, peace.
4: Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Peace. See ya. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.